Hey, good morning, Tim. I wish I could be there with you. You know, I hate to be on the phone with you, but we can't can't get into the studio. So. Yeah, we locked you out of the studio uh, for the duration here. I was saying before the break, I got two words to just crystallize my entire view on this. My two words, calm down. You got your own two words? Yeah, my two words are be responsible. And I, I tend to I tend to trust people. I, I, I tend to value liberty and uh, and give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think in too many too, at too many places in our our state we have have kind of uh devalued liberty to the point where we think you know that we've got certain rules that you know that everybody needs to follow and that, that if if the governor doesn't do it he's dumb or if the president doesn't do it he's dumb and I'm an idiot and I there's we we basically devolved into the same kind of you know, politics and name calling that we've done on anything else, whether it be abortion or, you know, energy policy or anything else. And it's, it's a little bit disappointing because we, we do need people to to be trusting, you know, our key officials each day. Now, you were telling me, and I knew some of this, I don't know that I knew all of it, but you have uh, several children and several of them, uh, your own family members, are essentially in first responder or very proximate to first responder roles. How are they holding up through all this? Yeah, so I've got a son that's a sheriff deputy, so he's he's out there. I've got uh, a daughter uh, at the FBI academy, and they have they have actually had a they had a case at Quantico, a positive case, so they actually released the FBI class for eight weeks and and basically told them to go shelter wherever they wanted to shelter uh, and come back in eight weeks. So they're still on the payroll and still. Uh, you know, and, and we'll just pick up where they left off. And then I've got a, a son in the Coast Guard. And of course, the Coast Guard's very involved now with, you know, with uh, a number of things regarding, you know, the virus, especially, you know, related to cruise ships and things like that. Um, a couple of my kids work for hotels. Chateau Alain is completely closed today. Their, their last guest will leave today. Um, uh, and so my daughter's in marketing there. And so they're still, you know, they're trying to survive. You know, the the financial devastation in the hotel business and the restaurant business. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take to to recover. I think I think a number of companies are going to go under. Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commission. I'm curious, uh, and you have your finger on this. Uh, the work at Vogel, the ongoing construction of those two new reactors over there, and that often delayed over the years, and then the budget overruns and the rest of it. I don't know. You tell me. What's the impact on the work? Well, we had just had our first positive case at the end of the week. I think it was Friday. We we had tested, you know, dozens and dozens of people. And they were all negative. Um, and then we did have a positive on Friday. And so, obviously, that person and anyone that worked that worked near him, they were quarantined uh, and removed from the job. What we can't do over there, Tim, is uh, we, we can't shut that plant down and, and send all those people back to Florida or North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever they, they work. Uh, we, we need the... You know, we've we just closed five coal plants. We need this power to come on, uh, you know, and we're counting on the capacity of this plant in November 2021, which is just about a year and a half away. So we're, we're you know, they're working away over there today. They're definitely practicing social distancing. We're spreading people out. We've got a medical tent. 
you know, no one's coming on there with a fever. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of things to promote safety. Uh, you said you had your first positive test, I think you said Friday of last week. How many people working there? About 9,000. Okay, so one in 9,000. Uh, one of the 9,000 workers there to this point has tested positive for coronavirus and the decision to keep the work going. Now, now I don't. let me ask it this way, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commissioner. We're there to, in a hypothetical, and we pray that it doesn't come to this, but a hypothetical and suddenly there were a spike in cases. Uh, someone would be empowered to make the decision to shut down, to scale back to whatever you decided to do. Whose call is that? No, Georgia Power can make that decision themselves. I mean, they they are now, you know, the you know the you know co-owner prime contractor. That would be you know that would be up to them. Obviously, it would it, it wouldn't just be Tim the loss of uh, a week or two or a month's worth of work, but it, it would take a while to regain the momentum that they had and get get back to where they were at. So I I would think it would it would throw us off another six months and uh, I mean it's several million dollars a day in just interest. Uh it it would be something they would probably come and ask ask for additional sort of uh, an additional certified amount on the plant. And uh I mean we've given them We've given them a lot of grace, and I'm 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 not wanting to go up on the price of this plant anymore. I mean, I've supported it, you know, uh, you know, at every stop along the way, but I, I do not want to increase the cost of this plant anymore. Period. Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commission. We obviously focus on Plant Vogel, but Plant Vogel is the future in terms of energy production. Looking to bring this one online in November of 2021, the other one shortly thereafter. Meantime, there is the present as relates to energy production in Georgia, the the facilities that we have elsewhere around the state. Uh, what kind of reports are you getting from those places? No, everything's up. We haven't we we've we've had some positives in Georgia Power's workforce out there like you know guys driving the trucks and people working in call centers and uh and there's a lot of the call center work being done at home now anyway just lines being forwarded so georgia power's done a good job of kind of spreading out their employees so it's it's really been a you know just a few cases uh and they've they've very quickly uh you know, done what they need to do to remove that person. And we just haven't, we haven't seen this growing increase within that population of power company employees. Uh, you know, Tim, I, I've said before that if we think life is bad right now, you know, at home, if the power goes out and folks don't have the electricity to run their modems or their routers or their refrigerator, uh, you know, and, and have life at home, it, it, it will be pandemonium in our state. There's, there is no more important service in Georgia right now than electricity. Yeah, I, I've made kind of the same point here, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commission. It's one thing, and you can almost joke about it on a certain level. At some point, it's going to get serious. This, this, this absence, I don't want to say shortage, there's plenty of it, but this absence of toilet paper on our store shelves. But imagine for a moment that it's not toilet paper. Oh, I don't know. Imagine that it's milk and eggs. You know, I, I did go to 10 stores before I could find a roll of toilet paper. It took me a week to do that. Fortunately, I had you know, I'd stocked up at Sam's, you know, prior to the crisis. And so, you know, even though I got a lot of, a lot of folks in my house, we, <laughs> we, we haven't run out, but it has been, 
you know, it has been an interesting dynamic to watch uh, 